We are not affiliated in any way with Wattpad or the authors of the books we discuss. Every opinion is independently our own and these episodes are just the two of us chatting absolute shit for an hour of our lives. If you have not read the book that we are about to discuss, then please be warned that these episodes will definitely contain spoilers and we all know how much spoilers suck. As always, this is intended to be a PG-13-ish podcast, and while you can expect some swearing, there will be, we will be censoring Beth's more colourful language with Sarah saying something ridiculously stupid. If you like what you're hearing and fancy sponsoring us or supporting us, please give us a heads up so we can set up, set up a Patreon to support our dream of running this podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the episode. So, hello, people of the audio waves! We're back! You no longer... We're Meg! That's like a shining. Meg! I'm going to start saying it. that every week, though. Just like, we're back! Yes. Oh, wow. Sorry, your audio is really loud in my ears. These are different headphones. I was like, oh. So, oh, wow. Okay. It's weird going back into review mode. We had a really, we've literally just recorded another episode, so it was very. I think that's fun. that's, so what, that's why I got confused with my days and I completely forgot we were supposed to be recording today because yesterday we did the interview with AJ and now we've jumped straight back into our next book. But yes, this is very exciting, and I surprisingly really enjoyed this book. Oh, I definitely given my this reaction book. to the synopsis last week. Yeah, you you didn't think you. You ended up more invested love than you thought you I would. don't do, I don't do love triangles, and we'll get to that when it was, we talk. It was to a the discussion. perfectly written it, love triangle, though. I because it wasn't a love triangle. But we'll get into that discussion because first I need to ask the critical question for you, Beth. What are you reading this week? So this week we read the Princess Test. It was written by Sing Me to Sleep Six. Once again, we have to appreciate the Wattpad usernames. They get better every time. And the story... (laughs) The story follows a girl called Marilissa, who is chosen by the royal family to be the bride of one of the royal princes. Yes. I mean, it does say in the synopsis that she'll be crowned queen, so that's not really a spoiler given the reason. Like, that's a, like it's in the synopsis, it's not a spoiler. So she's the future it's queen. It's how she becomes queen that is surprising to everyone. Yeah, but I'm just like, going to say, we can say, we can say that because it is in the description because I yeah. have that up. Um, so I was going into the, I went through a weird phase on Wattpad at the very beginning of my Wattpad history where I read a load of selection books. Like this, it was like based off the selections. I didn't even like that series. I mean, I read it illegally, um, on audiobook on YouTube. Um, and I didn't like it because America Singer in those stories is the nippiest little on the planet. And I was like, I can't, I hate you as a mate. Like, the other characters I was so intrigued with in that series, but America Singer hated her. So I was like, I need to find, because I like the concept of the royal family having to choose a wife and like this competition. I liked the premise of that. I just didn't like the main character in that series. So I was like, I'm going to go to Wattpad because I'm sure someone else has written this. So this is, this is so such that a was like, great, it's a great story as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So this gave me throwback vibes to that, but this is such a unique con... Like, it, not... I don't even say concept. It's such a unique take on that kind of concept because it's not this big competition at all. And I... All the way through the beginning, before we even really met the royals, I was so intrigued on their point of view of this law that they were getting they were also forced to be a part of because i was like i was reading it was such a the brutality in the beginning and the unhumane way all the girls are kind of processed it's kind of like cattle and i'm like the royals are either going to be absolute assholes (laughs) or they're going to be so sympathetic and i'm so glad they went with like the nice royal they're a family unit kind of deal Definitely. It, de- it starts the story off on such a weird note because, like you said, they are literally processed like cattle. They're all gathered up by 
these men and they're put into this van and driven and then they're questioned and tested. Mm-hmm. And you obviously, when you're first reading it, you think, oh, shit, these are going to be, like, really inhumane royals who put put themselves above all the co- all the commoners of their kingdom and they're just going to yeah, be all hoity-toity. And then you've got the whole dynamic with that on top. The poverty versus the royalty. And it was a very thrown-in-there-straight-away kind of story. And I think that kind of thrown-in-to-that-brutality make sense come the end with the war and it's kind of brutality a nice little bit where you're really just getting annoyed with Alex and then the war again and I will say now before we even get to characters I really appreciated the photos of Henry Cavill topless photos of Henry Cavill I love those chapters I was like I'm happy to just look at this like oh yes so that was a very nice mental image for me I was like yes please so gotta love gotta love some Henry Cavill let's start with our main character because there were so many characters in this with really similar names I gave up writing all their names down like all the royal family they all pretty much have A names they all start with A Yes, they do. What and there's you like got? a Melissa, and then there's a Melissa, and oh, I was like, there's so many names. I'm just gonna take the ones that I need to know, and then just hope for the best. And then there was Ella and Everett, and I'm like, whoa, there's so many names getting thrown at me. And so yeah, we'll start with our main girl, and then we'll talk about Alex, and then we'll go from there because I think those are the two characters we need to discuss the most. Because I feel like everyone else will kind of loop in from there. Yeah. Yes. So go with her, because otherwise I don't. I I didn't list all the character names because they all started kind of meshing together. I came to the point with the royals that I associated them with whoever their partner was. Because I was like, they're all a names. I'm easier just being like so and so's partner. Because I don't mean that in like a bad way. It's just how my brain works. No, I I agree though. But yeah, um, so okay. the, the main character of the story is a 20-year-old girl called Mary Lissa. The... And she... I think from the beginning <sighs> you see how headstrong she is. And I... She was That's fabulous. the word I was looking for. She was she is... fabulously headstrong and she needed to be for freaking Alex. She was... She was the perfect balance of headstrong and stubborn. Headstrong, stubborn, but when it came to her family, utterly compassionate. Yes. She would do anything for her family. And I mean that for both her actual family and then her found family, family which is the royals, family. and then, by association, the kingdom. And I think that's yeah, what you those... See what... You see those queenly traits she needs. Later on. I was literally about to say, you watch her grow as the story goes on, because at first you see... Like, she's compassionate from the start anyway, not just for oh, her family, 100%. but she works as, like, a nurse in her her ward that she lives on, so she's a compa- compassionate person by nature. And then as she, beca- as she comes into this role of being a princess, and then as she comes into the role of being a queen, you watch that compassion grow, and she starts caring for everyone in the kingdom. Like, we get to watch... Marilissa and yeah, the princesses they go, the they go to the villages and they even the princes go they fix the houses they take food to food the poor baskets. and she heals them and stuff like that it's so nice this compassion that we watch grow in her it's shown through the entire royal family it's literally oh, not just her every single one of them knows the level of privilege that they live on and they go out of their way to go and help the poorest villagers near them to try and help help them to survive. And it's not unrealistic how they would get that compassion because we find out the queen was from I think she was a ward she was ward six or lower, I think, when she got t- chosen. She was quite a low ward for the poverty level. She, I, I, I'm I think to remember. She, I can't remember how the, I know the. I can't remember how they work, but I think she was on one of the. I think ten poorer. was the bo- least. Ten's the least, like the most poor, and then where they are is the capital or center or whatever it is. 
Because six was quite low, but eight, she said something like eight and nine or even worse off. Yeah. So I, I think the queen was a lower ward. So I think she went into this mentality of royalty with that compassion in mind. But it was one of those things that, yes, she was compact. Like when they all got taken off the street, the minute her sisters got pulled into that car, she no longer was panicking about what the situation was in. Like she was like, I need to make sure my family are okay. Um, and then she got a small though. I was so happy she found her best long lost best friend in that. Like there was like a glimmer of happiness within the brutality, and I was like, this girl better stay around. And she did. I was very happy. But like, I think I was that, like, yes. That spoke levels into the compassion that the royal family have as well. Because Marilissa comes into this and they change the rules as they're going along. First thing is they're allowed two visitors. I think it was once or twice a month. And she yeah. she brings her best oh. friend and her little and then, brother. And then she's allowed family every three months. So because the king can't imagine not being at his own daughter's wedding. But it's one Literally. of those, they have to fight for these changes, though. This isn't the royal family making up the rules. This is a law no, set they... by a higher governor, like a higher board that they all have to agree. And I think that was so well done because it then adds that thing of, this isn't a thing the royals want. This is something they haven't chosen. And they are fighting to try and bend the rules still by the end of the book. It reminds me of scenes that you see in The Crown where you've obviously got the Queen and all her family, but they've got royal courtiers who essentially call the shots and they are all forced to go into this like single-file line. If they stray out of the line, they're purposely shoved back in or just taken out completely. It's the idea of the royal family are representing something and if anything bends it's not the image that's needed they are the fairy tale and they can't break the illusion yes and if they and that's if they bend where too they are. much they end up just completely shattering the illusion that yeah. they've they are that the, the fairy royal tale are that, building yeah they are the fairy tale and they can't break the illusion of that and it's it, i thought that was a very realistic way to also add compassion to the royal family without it feeling forced it's it's a law that's hundreds of years old that this ain't this board of governors are trying to still keep on like by the end it still is there when they have their kid and they're yeah. still fighting for it and i was like that was such a nice touch to be like we are still fighting for this and i believe between her and alex they are going to get this abolished because i think there's a sequel i doubt it but i'm trying to try i'm going to hope it I read the synopsis of the sequel and I think in it the eldest daughter is about to go through the choosing. So, so I don't think not. they they don't I don't think if they actually manage to abolish it but or I if want, it gets I'm abolished in the I'm curious about how then they have managed to bend the rules because the the this pair, this couple I read this book being like, this, I am this couple, like me and any relationship I am are this couple, and Beth is all the people around them being like, just talk to each other, communicate. Like, that was my image. I'm like, I am this couple, and everyone around them is Beth in my life. You and Alice. Yeah. Here's some relationship advice that I could constantly give Sarah. If you're in a relationship, the most important aspect is you talk to each other. You've got to be 100% honest with each other. You have to be be able to talk. Yeah. I'm going to say about how many... I think Counselor every person, Beth. every single person in this book has said had said that to her when it came to her relationship with Alex. It's perfect for the both of them, though, because you get to witness how headstrong they are when they are butting heads with each other. Can you imagine how they rule together side by side as king and queen, as stubborn as they as a are team. when as a they're team. on the same page? How the choosing is still going on with those two ruling, I don't know. I do with her ruling, <laughs> full stop, because... Like, she and him, on, though. He's stubborn in he's, his own right as stubborn. well. He's so stubborn, I know. I'm waving I think this she's, around. <laughs> she's slightly more stubborn in a I am going to confront you kind of way. He's more stubborn in a, I'm going to internalize, internalize this, it. which is, I could relate to that, but I'm like, oh, I can see my how people get annoyed with me because I do that. I internalize. But we'll get to yes. him. Yes, you I do. I think... 
I've got a little she... wavy thing today, guys. It's what it's an adapter you... for my it's phone a, yeah, headphones. headphones. And she's enjoying I'm... this. It's like I keep electra. waving it at Sarah when I'm making a point. It's, a le- it's like electra, like meh. <laughs> it's it's fun. fine. Oh, yeah, she's got a wavy thing. I decided to dress up for this podcast as a dinosaur. Because, <laughs> you know, royalty and dinosaurs go hand in hand. <laughs> Once we finish recording this, we're going to take a picture of you and the dinosaur thing this and me with my wavy jumper, thing. jumper, right, that I'm wearing right now, was a kid's Amazon jumper. I bought it so I can match my little cousins who messaged me this, well, messaged the family group chat this morning being like, it's dinosaur day. And I was like, okay then, we won. If you're saying it's dinosaur day, all of us are going to be in our dinosaur jumpers. So, yeah. I decided to dress up as a dinosaur for this princess book today. You can edit this part okay. out. I, you can edit this part out. I got a message from Frenzy Chaos. The third book is being released on the thirty first of May. It's she's gonna start right. She's gonna start like uploading it on the thirty first of May. I thought you say she's gonna start writing it. I was like, no, no. She mess. She messaged me like. Like what was it? it was a pretty generic message that I'm assuming she sent to everyone, but it was like, "Hi, I thought you would want to know it's almost time for book three of the Lightning series to drop." And when I clicked on it and went to like, it was only the one part that said coming soon, but mm. it says the first chapter drops on May thirty first. Noise, noise, noise. But yes, back to back, <laughs> back, back to, to our scheduled programming. So she is going through. I'm just calling her Lissa because there's too many... Her name, it's just easier to call her Lissa. She's going through these three tests. And like, I was so curious about what these tests are because the way they describe it, it's very brutal and honest because this is the outside view of the royal family. And it was the fact that everyone's going through these tests. Uh, The last test is the last 15. um, And the, the last, they were like the top. They were only given a few hours to prepare before they were chosen. And that's when they also had to say goodbye. Um, and they they get taken away without saying a proper goodbye to their family or grab any of their things. Then they're taken to the palace to get groomed for royal ma- marriage or royal life, sorry. Um, and they had no contact with their family. Like, that is what they have, they're going into. They don't know the rules have changed or anything like that. And I'm like... Oh, as much as that life of luxury, can you imagine being away from our, your mum? No, I could not do that. You could not do that. You could not I be away imagine, from your mum. I can, I can imagine being away from my mum. I can't imagine not talking to my mum. Yeah, this... you're no, you have no contact with your mum ever again. Yeah, no, I wouldn't She only I wouldn't sees you on TV as a certain, royal... I, I can... I can certainly live away from my mother. But I can't, I can't, like, never I talk to her think... again. I also think... And I mean this as a compliment to you, you would not deal with any of the shit that they, they deal with in the royals. You'd just tell them, no swearing. Princesses don't swear, Beth. You'd be like, fuck that. <laughs> oh, that, that'd be polite compared to what I would end up going out with. I'm go- I'm, I know. As soon as you said that, it came through my head and I was like, I can't say this out loud. <laughs> okay. You, I'm going to give you something you can edit. I would literally turn around to one of the courtiers and go, fucking try me, cunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can put... What are you going to do? You're going to put carrots over that? <laughs> I'm just going to random word dot generator words beginning with C. I do like the fact she goes into this with a really low opinion of the royals because this is her point of view the whole way through it. So the brutality of this first thing, her low opinion of the royals is very refreshing and it's not never an insta-lovey thing but she grows to love their personalities instead of their status. And I think it works brilliantly because that um, relationship that grows between them is the exact same relationship that ends up growing for the reader as well. Because our first and only like portrayal of the royals is the one we get through Mary herself. So mm-hmm. everything that she's feeling is what we feel towards them as well. So we go in with this dislike over the fact that she, you know, she's going through all these tests, she could be ripped away from her family and we've got a really low opinion of them as well. But then as it goes on and she grows to love them and see them as her family, the reader as well grows alongside her and sees like, oh no, they are actually really decent people. And it's it's such an amazing thing by the writer that she's managed to convey that degree of 
empathy with the main character herself. And it just it doesn't feel like she's also done a 180 from where she stood at the beginning. No, like, it, it definitely sticks not. to her it... as a core. She's still who she is at a core. Our, fa- our favourite word, it's very organic. It's, it's organic. organic. it's an organic growth of the relationship she shares with them. That it's is actually our favourite word, I swear. It's a Waitrose book. It's organic. There you go, you got the title for the... um. <laughs> the Waitrose book! <laughs> the Waitrose of books. Uh, um, uh, before we go any further, the tests... I was really curious about what these tests were going to be. So the first one was just generic questions. Um, ouch, that her birthday's in December because Christmas. Um, ouch. Both of them are Christmas babies, though. I know, that was really cute. They're Christmas babies. Um, I love how she's also, whenever... Is it Julian who's doing her initial interviews? Is talking yes. to her? She's, like, questioning him back, being like... What are you in relation to the prince? What are you in relation to the royal family? I was like, girl, yes, keep sassing this boy. But then the, the final the, the, the test. Main, the, main, the main problem I've got with what she did in the interview is if she had been quiet and just not done anything, okay, there's a chance that she never would have been chosen. It's because she has the audacity to turn around to this boy and go, well, what's your relationship with him then? And that That's what you must be something Julian important. on. Yeah, there was this, that's what spurs Julian on to go, yeah, all right, she's going to give Alex a run for his money. She, she yeah, needs to be in the castle. Yeah, we're going to ship these two. I ship them. It's <laughs> the best friend because talking. I don't, ship them. Yeah, because we don't find out until after she's done the tests, I think, that Julian is Alex's best friend. It's when he she's chosen because Julian's the one that takes her to the palace. Oh, yeah, because they go in the car together, don't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's just there like, by the way, you were right. I'm his best mate. And we're all just there like, what? Wait, okay, this is another thing. Not me. Can you imagine your best mate choosing your future husband? If Emily had her way, that's exactly what she'd do. I actually would. But would would. you trust her? I actually would. The girl The girl is determined that I deserve the best in life, so I fully support that she would find me a decent guy. (laughs) And I imagine she's getting a list of all the men in Britain and she has to choose one man for you. She'd interview them all personally as well. Yeah, that's something. She'd that's, sit down, that she'd sit down with all of them for about fifteen minutes and be like, "Right, what do you? What makes you think you're good for her?" That's the situation, pretty much. <laughs> and she'd whittle it down the exact same, the exact same way they did. <laughs> I'd need both you and Alice because Alice has a very low, not that she has a low opinion of men. She has a high opinion of females. Yes, and you just are like, "Will you make Sarah panic at me? <laughs> Can you deal with her?" <laughs> So, what's your opinion on communication in a relationship? <laughs> now, um, if Sarah sends you random edits, will you just pat her on the head and be like, good girl, okay. <laughs> Give her constructive criticism. It's fine. Yeah. The last test <clears throat> in this test thing. Oh, I was not expecting that, but I am so glad she clicked that this was fake. She, they went from zero to a hundred because you're sat there and you're like, oh, they're just going to ask her a couple oh, yeah. of questions. They, questions. Be fine. they took some photos. And then they sit down and show her a video of her family being killed. And she sits there and she goes, eh, Wait, but no. my sisters are in the other room. Yeah, <laughs> I she literally sits saw them. This is, this is fucking fake, lads. Who the fuck do you think you are? <clears throat> and then when they realise she's clicked on because she, she goes, what the hell? They go, right, okay, here's the next video. And it's her boyfriend at the time cheating, cheating? on her. Yeah. What amazes me, where the hell did they get the technology to just create something like that? Like, how? Well, CGI <laughs> how? does exist, so... You just really need a face model and you just put it on someone else. I don't... It doesn't really exist properly in this thing, I'm though, just does assuming, it? Because... I'm assuming it's kind of a weird... Yeah, because if it, if we have it now, this is two, tw- like in 200 years' Ooh, time. Yeah, valid point. I forgot about and that. And we it's... have it now, so we could do that realistically. They do that for stunt doubles. They just put someone else's face on someone else. Valid point. I'm glad my 
random industry work. So I've just countered that argument. So yeah, they could do that. They literally could have just had a generic family. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> um. So yes, the that test was brutal and. Oh yeah, it was. This is my because after she was chosen. Because that had all happened, and I literally wrote, I really hope they make me like Princey, because I don't want to like Noah, because I don't like love triangles. <laughs> I've written that underneath, I'm like, because I know she's going to end up in love with this prince guy, so he they better be okay, because I don't want to like Noah, and so far Noah's not given me that much to hate him yet, until he became weirdly over-possessive, and that's later on, and uh. Oh yeah, he well and truly, like fucks everything up um so yes she gets chosen were you surprised obviously not that would have been a very short book if she hadn't been chosen and I do like the fact that the minute she was chosen the softer nature of the royals started like Julian became less official she got to her room and Lucy gave her had like given her a gift um Alex, of course, was just being difficult because... He didn't like the choosing any more than she did. Yeah, and his reasonings... Because obviously he knew all this information about her already. Mm. He knew she'd been in a relationship. He was so scared that he was the less experienced one in love that I was like, that's kind of cute for a guy, but we'll get to that when it comes to Alex. Uh, So that's what I'm saying. I really... My frustration was the same as hers of trying to figure out his mind and what was going on back there. But I do love the fact that she enters this world and they try and make it as familiar and like a family aspect that it's not we're royalty, it's we are a family. And I really, really think that was like one of the best things for her. And the Lucy Definitely. and her prince's story is adorable because they were friends and she was like, oh, I can't fall in love. I can't fall in love. I can't fall in love. And that just made him love her more. And then they realised they were in love a month before the mar- the wedding. And I was just like, that is adorable. Can we please have a prequel series of that? Thank you very much. That's my request. I, feel I like want we to see should... Lucy fall in love. I feel like we should point out from the minute they're chosen until their wedding day, they're given six months to get to know each other and get you, and get the chosen ones prepared for living their life as a royal. So that's why Lucy and essentially um, Mary and Alex are given the time and the chance to fall in love because yeah. the chosen ones are always prepared. As much as they can be. As much as they can be in six months, yeah. But, you know, you get what I mean. And then this is where we find this is where we find out the big reveal at the ball as to why she's gonna be queen. Because Lucy and her prince haven't been coron- coronated yet, but Lucy's pregnant and they can't have children without their coronation, or that's some sort of law with that. They can't be I think it was something to do with the child being born and the line of succession if they were coronated before, after the child had been yeah. born. Something I think. like that. So, But it was also one of those, they were also saying that as much as they wanted to do that, they didn't feel like the role was theirs compared to how, say, Alex was always going to be a nat- more natural king. Yeah. And it felt better for them as people. I mean, it's a bit of a bombshell and I like the fact that both Alex and stuff just turned around and was like fuming and like demanding questions. But then once they learnt the reasoning why they could not fault them, I was like, but that was the first time you kind of got a glimpse into them being like a wee team. And I was like, oh, there's something there. Literally. And she also takes... What? I was gonna say she also takes no shit with Alex when it comes it comes oh, to stuff like that. Not. Like he refused to go to this ball, and she full on storms into his room and being like, eh, "Dude, this is I. You are no, no longer just you. We are a team now. Anything you do reflects on me. I don't want to be an embarrassment. Get your shit together." And I was like, "Gal, 
I think that's my favourite part about her is she didn't storm in being like, oh, you need to do this for your family or you need to do this for your kingdom. She storms in with the sole purpose of you are not embarrassing me in this way. Like, she is yeah. so confident in herself with how she is going to look as a princess. Yeah, well, she's Bef- kind before of... Before she's even properly accepted her role or the fact that she's going to have to get married to him, she's already stepping into it. Yeah, well, from the beginning, she kind of... It takes... It's a bit of a wobble process, but that's to be expected because her life's changed overnight, pretty much. But she's accepted that this is my life now. I have responsibilities. I am... This is... I am also actively going to now choose this so I can do it to the best of my ability. And that's very important to her. She was like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Uh, And I do think a lot of it was also, she is trying so hard to be a team with this guy. So hard to get to know this guy. And he is giving her zero back. And I'm... (laughs) Sorry. And I'm just like, dude, if you want... Have her, if you want her as a wife, why why are you not talking to her? Why are you doing stuff like that? But yeah. And then then we meet Jack. Like properly. Obviously we met him earlier, but Jack just he grabbed our hearts and ran away with them with his little feet and his soldiers. He's just so cute. He's so, it's, it's he's so cute. And the it's, fact that they're scared the he's scared of them. I was it's like, the relationship yes. they swear they share as well because it's like I think the first time he meets Alex, he calls him a meanie because he's taken his sister away from him, yeah. and Mar- I think Mary calls him my love, and it's just like this is such a cute relationship. Guys. And I like the fact that of everyone in her family, she was like choose one family member and one friend to come to the palace. I don't know if it was every month or. Once something like that there was a weird rule but she chose the baby of her family because he was the one who would not understand the situation as much like his sister their sisters are old enough now to really understand what's happening but all of a sudden he's so young that he's like my sister who is my caregiver is all of a sudden just being taken from me so this way it's a kind of a gradual you still get to see me but just not as much and I can still see you grow up and I was just like that that was in an instant. She knew in an instant that's what she wanted. And I think that says a lot about her mindset as a character. She's like, got, a, v- she she's got a very mature... She chose her little brother. Yeah. She's got a very mature... Um... She's Yeah, she's got a very mature head on her shoulders. But it again, it speaks for the compassion she shares for her family as well. Because, yeah. like you said, she's realised, like... She's had 18 years, no, she's had 20 years with the rest of her family and she's had so little time with her brother that it makes more sense for her to be able to watch him grow up when everyone everyone else in that family has essentially done their growing and they don't necessarily need her. And also at that age with him, I was thinking he was like a toddler age, they change so much weekly. If she's they only seeing really them like do. once a month, how much is he going to change in six months? Like, yeah, it's so sad. And the fact he literally causes everyone to fall in love with them, and they all play soldiers, and they all play trains. I'm like, yes, you take over this royal family, wee boy, and just run with it. Which is exactly what he does. He wraps them all and around also, his little finger. Her best friend is like the best friend everybody needs in life because yes. she turned she turned around to her and was like, "What do you want me to say? Do you want the real advice that will benefit you, or do you want the advice that'll help you mourn about a situation?" And she's this blunt, and it's like she understands her instantly. And it's some of those situations where it's like, "Do you want to moan or do you want to actually talk, have constructive criticism?" And it's kind of that kind of friendship that every person needs in their life. But it's great though, because it's the perfect balance of, it's not even the perfect balance. She's so loyal to her best friend that she's willing to tell her when she's in the wrong in a situation because she knows it's more important that she's honest 
with her best friend than she is just like you know like a little yes man. Yeah, yeah, she's honest with her best friend, so she can get honest feedback back, and it's yes. kind of yeah. But yes, and then that's when we we get that, and it's adorable. Then she has her first like we she has a tea with the queen. And we find out the Queen, and I absolutely. This is when I was like, Elizabeth, yes, Lizzie, I love you. You're great. Mama Liz. Mama Liz. Go, Lizzie. Um, and then that's when we find out about the families coming because they have, I think they have a wedding dress fitting. <clears throat> and then they've got, then they get told about the families coming. And that's when it clicked. As it clicked for the character, that means Noah. And I was like, oh no. This is when the love triangle stuff's gonna happen. Literally, I don't I think when you... do love triangles so much. Honestly, because I think when you're reading that particular segment of the chapter, you get so wrapped up in the in the fact of oh, she's gonna be able to see her family after she was couldn't like she was told that she'd never see them again, and then somebody else, and then somebody makes a comment about Noah, and you it kind of just dawns on you like shit her ex-boyfriend like, is gonna be turning up yeah they're talking about families coming and then lucy says that my family's coming and then that's when you're like oh no no oh, no, no. It's like, yeah literally like a no catch just says i was like and, no 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 stop, 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 stop this is when alex is slowly warming up to her slowly he's like a wee cat you have to get his trust once you've got his trust, you've got his trust for life. But he's the most stubborn cat on the planet. That's like, no matter how much salmon you throw at it, it's like, mm, but yeah. And then that's when we start hinting at the borders and all this other stuff. But I like the fact that they don't keep it from the women. Like they deal with it, and then when they get asked a question, they will answer the question for them. Like they have a family meal every dinner. And they actually talk about it as much as they can. I think that's the best part about the royal family as well, is they're initially portrayed to be like this big, rich family in what is essentially turning out to be quite a poor kingdom. Yeah. But every night without fail, they will sit down and they will have a family dinner where they will talk to each other. They're not hidden away in different parts of the castle, you know, never talking to each other and never seeing to each other. They have a sense of normalcy between them of being a normal family. And it's really sweet. It really really is. But yeah, that's when we start getting hinted about that. And then that's when they hold pinkies for the first time and it was adorable. Like, it's such a small... The build-up of their relationship is so sweet. But then when they get to that point of, like, he's about to go to war and they're like, oh, fuck it, we love each other. It's like 100%. It goes from, like, 70 to 100. <laughs> but I like that. I gotta tell you, he... <laughs> he really annoyed me with that. Because he purposely waited until he was going away into a war to tell this girl that he loved it. And he did it on purpose because he wanted like the very last words he ever had with her to be meaningful. And I'm just there like, yeah, but you still could have said it before. <laughs> He's a man. I get it. I, I, yeah, I was okay with it. I was somewhat romantic. Wait, we'll see. Communication, Sarah. <laughs> Communication. Um. Then. What have I got notes? This is where <clears throat> I stopped taking roughly taking notes because I got so invested in the story. <sighs> oh bless you! Oh bless you! Sorry, my cat's been all over my bed, and I'm allergic to my cat. So. I'm also allergic to my dog. Oh, you're doing great. Uh, yeah. No, I wasn't... Okay, this is a weird tangent. I wasn't allergic to my cat until I went to uni and left the house for four years, and then I came back and I was just allergic. It was like a built-up of tolerance when she was a kitten, and then I left for four years, and now it's like, all of a sudden I've got this allergy. What's happening with your microphone? Because I feel like I hear it all over the place. Oh, it's that. Yeah, sorry. It's on this, yeah. I'm like, I hear this in my ears. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Okay, I'm just blowing my nose. So, this is where I stopped taking notes because I got so invested. So, if I forget, 
yeah. point. I'm so sorry. So all I have then I think they have a tour of the armory and stuff because she has a cool like bow and arrow moment. I was like, oh Katniss, hello. Um and that's when they have their first kiss, but then he's weird about their kiss which causes a whole mental mind thing which i could 300 percent relate to because that's where my mind would go if that happened because he at this point has still got all his walls up and she hasn't really got to know him that well because she's trying but he's giving nothing back so like she kissed him because they had a really cute moment and they were talking in the garden. They were slowly bonding. And then all of a sudden, all the shutters, he kissed it. Oh, I was getting so annoyed with them. I understood hard reasoning there. Yeah, it's, I think it's at that moment that you fully realise just how hidden he is in his emotions. It's like, they were having such a cute moment. It made sense for them to reach that moment of oh we're gonna share a first kiss here and then he just kind of goes yeah no this was a mistake like you're obviously still in love with your ex i was getting so annoyed with that being an excuse because she kept saying to him i've actively put that in my past it might be something that i'm still dealing with but i am choosing you listen to my words i am choosing you Yes, I'm dealing with the feelings, but at the end of the day, my choice is turning around Andy, you. And I was getting so annoyed with them about that. Because I'm like, you're getting so hung up on one thing, you're missing the bigger picture, dude. But I suppose, on the other hand, you can understand where he's coming from. Because, yes, in that moment, she's choosing him. But what happens if, a couple of months down the line, she decides that choosing him was the wrong decision? No, but from day one... She has literally turned around and went, I'm choosing you. So about that point, they'd been there for about a few months. So that's a few months of her being like, I'm trying to choose you. I am trying to communicate. I'm trying to make this work. And you're being a dick about it. So I was not happy with him. And she kept that conversation conversation kept happening, by the way. Like all the way through the book. So it's not, I don't understand. It was him being an asshole. Because if you look at the choices between them, even past that point, she kept being like, I'm trying to choose you and you're not letting me. And she did have that conversation with him at one point. Like, after the whole... True. Like, she got shot thing and he made her feel guilty about something else when it was him feeling guilty that she got hurt. I was so glad she stormed in and went, no, (laughs) you are not computing your feelings. You are projecting onto me. Talk to me when you stop being a twat. Yeah, and I'm going to allow your brother to think goes. that we're ha- I'm having an affair with someone because you're being an idiot. Yeah, okay, yeah, you make a valid point. Yes, because at the end of the day, this is coming from my own personal stuff. Like, everyone deals with breakups and stuff, and weird people have overlapping relationships. This is a, a situation. It's a, this is a separate situation. But it's the I think a lot of it to do with relationships is you're choosing each other every day you might not like the person every day relationships are each person given 50 50 one's going to do 71 day you know and it's that but you choose the other person every day and she is trying to bash that into her head his head all the way through the book and it's just getting more and more frustrating because it is like bouncing a ball off a wall because he's just not catching it and i was just like dude there's only so many times she can tell you this before standing like a broken record and giving up on you. You have to start computing it. She's choosing you. Can I just say, I'm so glad that I can see my rants have been going through into your head. Yeah. I've I've had this exact conversation with you before with me saying all of this to you. You have. (laughs) You have. No, I've I've literally repeated this word, one of your rants, word for word to Alice because of, not with her current situation like she's not with the boy but she's not not with the boy but her ex who I want to slap but if I ever go to London watch out Sam <laughs> I'm going to hunt you down <laughs> but I had one of those conversations with her but he was re- he was like I'm, I'm just overthinking this guy was toxic but we'll get that's a conversation for other books so yeah that's where I started being like yeah but yeah, at this point, 
I completely missed a mass point plot point there. They go off to like deal with a border thing, and then the girls go into the village and they end up getting attacked. Yes. And she ends up getting hurt because there's a leak. Did you ever find out who the leak in the castle was? I don't think they ever actually do. I think that's. Is the informant in the castle ever told? Because I was really curious about that. Question. No. Sing me to sleep. Who was the leak in the castle? <laughs> I wonder if it's in the sequel. That's how many years later? Yeah, but 25 still. years later. Nah, he might still be alive. I wanna know. Sing me to sleep. Can you answer that question for us, please? Because who was the leak? Could you just message us? Just telling us. Who is the leak? Okay, sorry. I've I've literally just been like... And then that's when... Because they are so good at that point in their relationship. Like... She's just like, I want to cuddle with you. I want to be with you. And then she admits she fucked up with Noah when he they were last at the castle because she was trying to defend the relationship that she has with Alex. And Noah... Did he... He kissed her, right? Yes. He initiated that kiss. And she then pushed him off. But, like, that kiss happened. Lips ki- touched the other... And she admits she did something wrong. Fully admits, which is a big step for someone as stubborn as she can be. Like, yeah, that's, that's a big true. step. And then Alex just blows out of proportion. Should we talk I about agree, Alex? I agree. Because I this is we where we have. come to him. <laughs> this is where we start talking about the most stubborn man on the planet. If you read Alex chapter, whatever chapter one he's in, and then read Alex at the last bit of the book with him cuddling his daughter, they look like two very different characters. He's very... Over the course of the book, you so the very growth. much watch his walls growth. get broken down. Yeah. I mean, it was adorable at the start when we found out he was very walled up because... He felt inexperienced in comparison to her and the ways of love. I was like, that is adorable. But then when he started using like random stuff as excuses, I was getting frustrated with him. And then they kept fighting over the weirdest petty stuff. Yeah. And he kept pushing. Part of me was also getting annoyed with him because, yeah, that was, an ex- that was a reason. But he wasn't giving her a chance. He wasn't giving whatever they had a chance. And yeah, I, I get you. I'd have given up on him. I don't have time for that. If I was her, I'd have given up. I mean, she's in a situation where she really can't. But... No. I feel like I should just let you go off on one. <laughs> I did. I think I have. I'm so yeah, glad I that we, I didn't. We, we have that I didn't much... like Noah. But I didn't... It was... As you said, this love triangle could have... Imagine if Noah was like in it more and it was a thing where she hadn't figured out her feelings for Noah and it was still a possibility. I'd have actually stopped reading the book. I hate yeah, I love think, triangles. I think it's the fact that she puts Noah behind her without... Not so much as a second thought, but like she carefully evaluates the situation and realises that Noah is her past. Yeah. And it... It works so much better into the plotline than if Noah had constantly stayed around and confused her. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's an element of sympathy for him because he's had his entire life uprooted. The woman that he probably he probably thought he was going to marry has now been taken away and he's told like, oh no, she's going to marry someone else, you can't ever have her again. I can understand on one level why that messed with his head so much. Oh yeah, I under- I have sympathy for him, but I'm glad the story did be like, she said to his face, this isn't happening. Like, she was very direct with the boundaries setting with him, being like, 
yes. these are my boundaries now with you. Like, if you disrespect them, I have told you. These are my boundaries now with you. Um, yes, it was hard for him, but it was a very self-assured thing. Like, that's oh, yeah, what I don't like about love triangles. Is when a girl strings along two guys. She didn't do that. She had a guy before. She boundaries are set. This isn't happening. Has a guy after. Like it's very clear set. It's not stringing along for like four books. That's what annoys me with love triangles because I'm like, that's just that, so unrealistic. Because one of them would have given up. Guys that are a simple dig at Twilight, but they... <laughs> no, you know it wasn't actually. Like if you read Twilight, a, she was a hundred percent Team Edward after. New Moon. She made Jacob such an asshole after that series. After New Moon, like you knew it was gonna be Edwards. I was like, I'm sorry. It's a yeah, no, almost love triangle, but the author made it very clear where she stands. But yeah, something that was I really appreciated that when it came to love triangle, and I think yeah, that's definitely what you kind of want to do with a love triangle is have it very clear set, like even with. I don't know, would Kabila Drumara be a love triangle? Yes. Because, yeah, but it's very also clear set because it's not like if Jerome turned around. Okay, I'm taking this as an example. If Jerome turned around now in the, like, before whatever's happened in the story and said, Kabila would be with me, she wouldn't have it because she was with Mara. Like, the girls, Mara would because that's Mara. But Camilla wouldn't because she's very like, no, you're with someone. Yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, but it's one of those, there is, they set personal boundaries for themselves, and I think that was very healthy to read. Oh, I agree. I, it was, it makes a nice change from, like you said, the stereotypical love triangle where one party becomes toxic and then the girl is stringing both along because she doesn't know who she wants. And it was, it was quite a nice realistic portrayal mm-hmm. I mean as much as this was all of, most of this book was her dealing with what was going in her head with how she felt with different people it wasn't like she wasn't just a two dimensional character whose only relationship was the relationships of the guys around her and even yes. the guys were the same like every character there was more to them than just who they were dating it's like, like even the king had character development yeah it was uh, yeah it was nice to have a book where the romantic relationship doesn't eclipse all the other relationships that she develops like as she's going along we get to watch her you know Rebond with Lucy and bond with Azalea and I can't pronounce his name, but Lucy's husband. Yeah, and it's like we get to what we watch her integrate into this big family, not just because she's marrying Alex, but because she genuinely gets to know and love everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I think my favorite moment for this was just after the battle where she was out there as future queen healing people with the people like not ordering but like you know command taking control take but that's when i was just like oh girl you're ready to be queen girl you've got this like the people are seeing you as queen as well and it's it was so nice to see like that it was so powerful for her oh yeah and it, it, I think that was the key moment in her, you know, in the way she changes from being a normal girl living on Ward 6 from that to princess to crown princess. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a key, that was the pivotal moment where she goes from like being her to being her princess. Royal yeah, her yeah. royal highness, on then your majesty as it goes on. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Okay, what do you, do you have anything to say about the writing style? 
I, th- I think I've already said a bit of it. I can't actually remember what I've said so far, but I think the best part about the writing for me was it had the perfect balance of the ele- the elegancy needed for a royal family portrayal and the I don't want to say common language, but that's what I'm going with. But the and the common language for those who were on a average level in the kingdom, but the elegant language was never so flowery that it deducted from what was already being used. It was just that tiny bit higher it's, on it's a terms. It's like you of... could tell they were. Ed- more educated than say yes the wards were but that's just due to the level of where they were yeah there was and it's it's a subtle thing yeah it was such a subtle thing but there was just it was it was something just as subtle as the change in like terminology for stuff they would use that if you were just reading the book you probably wouldn't even realize it was happening mm-hmm. cuz it's literally just a little flick and you can just, if you're reading into it, you can tell that it's intended to highlight how their level of education and the way they live their life is holds more of a privilege than everyone else's did. And also I think for the royals compared to, say, the wards, their mindset towards things are very different as well. They... Have, most of them have a mindset of service. Like, how can we help these people? We've got service to the military. We've got service to the country. Like, how are we going to improve? Whereas the ward system, a lot of it is how are we going to get through the day? And Definitely. it's such, like it's it. that mindset is also how the characters react. And it's very, like, domino effect from there. And the thing is, I think that's, that's perfectly written as well is because that comes through the way the characters are written, not just through you know being explicitly told that that's the yeah. way it happens it's written to a like i don't i i wouldn't say that there was so much as research put into it because you you can't research something like that it's no. just it's so well written that the intended meaning comes across in it yeah like it's and also the writing itself is not flowery, it's not overly descriptive, it's not... Like, it's perfectly descriptive for the story, the world building they're building. But if you... As I think, I picked it up today and I read it in, like, half the time, apparently Wattpad recommends you can read it in. Like, I read it in, like, four hours because I just got hooked and sucked into the world because it was so... It was so well written that it, you just kind of... You're in it instantly, like, okay, this is what's happening. This is like, you know what I mean? It wasn't flowery and overly descriptive and it was easy to follow without being overly, like, yes, there was like countries flown here, left, right and centre, the ward system, blah, 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 blah. But within it, there was a core story that you could follow even with these other extra things. Like, I could not tell you the other countries off the top of my head. I couldn't. But I could still, I loved the story. It was part of the story. Like, at the time, it made sense because they explained it within the war. But off the top of my head now, I couldn't tell you what the other countries were. No, it's it's just stuff like that. It's like little details that are added in for the purpose of, you know, answering unimportant questions that arise as you're reading. And they're put in in such a way that it, answers them while also being relevant to the situation that is being written. And I think that just shows a level of dedication to the book that should be applauded. Like, you can really tell this was a labour of love. Yes. And, yeah, it was very much a labour of love and more people need to go read it. Because it's only on Twice 2K Reads. I don't don't know how. Oh no, that's the choosing. The princess test is on 190 190 K reads. That's fine. That makes more sense. And it says it's mature. I would not put this as mature, apart from the third test. Personally. (laughs) Yeah, no. 
That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I wouldn't put it under mature other than the third test. I mean, Hunger Games. Killing children. Hunger Games isn't mature and they all kill children in that. Valid point. That was a PG-13 rating on uh, Lionsgate. (laughs) Just saying. But yeah, other than that, I loved it. Absolutely loved. Um, Yeah, it was was brilliant. Anything else that we've not mentioned that you want to say? Uh, no, I think we've talked. I've we've, we've, we've had covered a bit of everything. Yeah, and we've had a bit of a therapy session within it. It was great. Okay, let me talk about next week's book. It's called "Just for Tonight" by Melina Gliz. Gliz. I'm gonna. I'm so sorry. I've said your name wrong. But it's now time for Sarah Reed's synopsis. Ready for this? When Scarlett's dad dies during her senior year of college, all she wants is to be someone else. Don't we all, gal? Don't we all in uni? <laughs> For one night, she does not want to be Scarlett Avery's Avery's. Alvarez. Oh no, I don't know. Okay, and when she Alvarez. meets some, and when she meets a mysterious boy, that seems that seems entirely possible. Oh, let's go clubbing. They both agree that for the next few hours, there's someone new. They even go by fake names, and just for tonight, they're Quinn and Mason. Every time I read Mason, I think of Mason jars, so I'm so sorry if my notes are going to be like, Mason jar! I can see it already. That's what you're going to call it. I can see it happening. Yeah. But to truly let go and not worry about the future, they vow to never see each other again. Why do I feel that's not true? Two years later, Scarlett owns a bakery. Oh no, we're going to get hungry again. Bakery. I'm going to have to buy a donut for next week. In New York City. New York. She lives in an apartment with her friends. Oh look, it's the Friends cast. And it's and it's living her dreams. She's literally uh, Monica from Friends. Um, being in the city makes it feel like anything is possible. She is literally Monica. Despite all this, she's never been able to let Mason go. Okay, and a part of her regrets their vow to never see each other again. The fact that you've stuck with it says a lot, gal, says a lot. So when she sees yeah. Mason, who turns out to be an up-and-coming singer, Nate Cameron, on her television, Whoa. interviewing for his debut album, Quinn, with songs about the night they met, she knows she has to take a chance that she didn't take two years ago. I want to know how um you talk to this guy if he's a popular singer I'm gonna assume oh the songs are here the songs are in the chapters that's cool I'm going to assume that two years ago he was not a um up and coming (laughs) singer this is if Monica and Phoebe got together and Phoebe was a boy smell a cat smell a cat by the way, I would actually ship Phoebe and Monica. I think that'd be very cool for friends. But never mind. I'm going to stop making friends references. This is interesting. I'm curious about this. Like, the concept is like, we're getting a wee bit of their past. I don't know if it's we get their past, then their future, or if it's their future with, like, flashbacks. That'd be cool. Like, if it's songs about their past, it could be, like, a song and then a flashback, and then that'd be cool. From what I've read so far, it looks as if they alternate. So one chapter is two years ago, and then... Oh, wait, no. No, we'll see, we'll see. It's littered in with present day and... um, I was about to say, yeah, that'd be cool. Like flashbacks. I can see your face unsure about this. No, the song's write out a message okay don't tell me anything I'm not reading it till next week wait there what's no, happening but like the song Tuesday? titles in the order they've been put in like the thing read out like a message never mind so that's our book for next well for us next week for you two weeks time um yeah Beth do you want to promote our socials 
So you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username What Are You Reading? You can also find us under that on Wattpad, but we had to change the username to Welshie and Scotty Pod because Wattpad did not like us using the term Watty. On there, though, you will find written reviews for the books that we have read because the wonderful Beth does write those reviews because someone's got to. I don't trust me at all. We're a wee bit behind, but that's just because she had uni and uni's not fun. Uni is not fun. No, 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 no. So, yes. Uh, so, make sure to read the book with us. Uh, tell us your thoughts on the princess book um, and go on our Instagram to see my amazing dinosaur jumper, which is just <laughs> chef's kiss. Uh, thank you so much for listening and we will see, well, we will hear you or you will hear from us very, very soon. Bye! <laughs> Bye!